Blog Talk Radio. December the 3rd. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve their destiny. We have another very special show for you this evening, and I am pleased once again to have co-hosting with me Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Hello, Teresa Hamilton. How are you today? I'm doing quite well, Ms. Lisa. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there, girl. We got another great show this evening, and I can't wait to get started. Uh, The topic for tonight's discussion is against all odds. If you would like to call in uh, to, to, to participate in this particular show, call in later on, and that number is 347-237-4518. Once again, that number is 347-237-4518. And we do encourage you to, like, you know, call in just a little bit later once we get started, and I will really try to uh, to, to answer as many calls as I possibly can fit into this program. For those of you who are, who are tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on upcoming broadcasts. We are now available as a podcast, and it's free. So go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in a date with destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Or you can leave a message via my website, which is info at yourdestinyawaits.net. And I would encourage everybody to go on Facebook and like the page, A Date with Destiny. I set it up especially for you. There's a whole lot of, you know, I I try my best every day to continuously put up uh, things that are going to inspire, motivate, and empower you. So go on, and and, um, I know there's a lot of Facebook listeners out there, so just go on and and click on, uh, uh, pull up, Facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 and like the page, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So, Miss Teresa Hamilton, here we are again, another Monday evening. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. I, I think the topic is going to be an excellent one, one we've covered before, but yet a very good topic. Oh, exactly, exactly. And I just want to say happy holidays to everyone as well. Um, I went out over the weekend, and I got my Christmas tree, and she is a beauty. So if you're in the Maryland area and haven't gotten your tree yet, make your way over to Joe's. Uh, He's on the parking lot of the Y of Central Maryland, and that address is 4331 Montgomery Road in Ellicott City, Maryland. He has some of the most gorgeous trees. So if you're able to make your way over there, make sure you tell him that I sent you, Lisa Saunders, and not 
only does he have some of the best trees, he's a wonderful person and will help you uh, out with whatever you need um, as far as Christmas trees or, you know, uh, wreaths or anything like that. So once again, his name is Joe. He's on the parking lot of the Wyatt Central Maryland, uh, 4331 Montgomery Road in Ellicott City. So um, two weeks ago, Miss Teresa, <clears throat> and you have to excuse me because I'm, I'm just trying to get over this little little cold that I've been having. So hopefully my voice will hold out throughout the show. Um, but two weeks ago, we had a very special guest come on and talk with us, the legendary Hall of Famer, Mr. Lenny Moore. If you haven't listened to that show yet, you are missing out. You should really go back and treat yourself to that show. Mr. Moore is one of the ordinary uh, people who has done such extraordinary things, and he's done them against all odds, which happens to be the motivation behind tonight's topic. As a matter of fact, I will have to bring Mr. Moore back on sometime in the near future to finish hearing about his extraordinary story. There wasn't enough time to get it all in. I know he has a book out as well uh, that we didn't have a chance to promote. Um, there's only one um, that's, that's written about Mr. Moore, so I would encourage everybody to, to pick that book up as well and just read the book. He's just a phenomenal person. Um, we had so many questions and quite a few people waiting to talk with him. So, Teresa, I think we need to just do a show where we just take callers when we have them back on just so that they can get some questions in. <laughs> what do you think? Yes, and uh, his story was just so unique in the sense uh, that I call it not only a great interview but a period interview at a very yeah. difficult time for especially African Americans um, yeah. uh, during that early part right after the uh, 60s and 70s. But yeah. um, I just found his interview to be so inspirational, and it wasn't just inspirational for him, but I, I spoke with a number of my family members, especially older men in my family, my brother Phil York in particularly, particular, and he was just mesmerized by uh, the interview. He got so much information that he never knew, and according to him, he was one of his heroes. So that was just an excellent, excellent piece. We were very grateful for him to even allow us to interview him. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, I talked with him a few times after the show, and um, he has he's working with a guy who does uh, sports statues. And as a matter of fact, they're they're trying to work on the details now to get his statue erected um, next to Johnny Unitas's statue uh, here wow. in Baltimore, Maryland. And wow. um, I don't know if I got a chance to say it uh, on the last show, but um, a lot of you who are familiar with Mr. Lenny Moore, um, because I know he's quite dated. It's you know he played back in the 50s and um, in the mid 60s. But um, if it wasn't for a Lenny Moore, there would be no Johnny Unitas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Lenny helped to create and to make Johnny Unitas as great as he was. So I'm pretty exactly. excited and I'll and I'll keep everybody posted as the progress of that uh, you know, um com gets to um comes close to completion. So we're pretty excited. Um we are all faced with challenges in our life, are we not? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and if you continue to live and breathe, you will always have challenges to be faced with. The key is how we choose to react to those challenges when they come. So yeah. when the really tough ones come, do we just throw everything we know to be true out the window? Do we just ignore our faith and everything we have been working so hard to believe in and give in to the current circumstances? How do we deal with the trials and tribulations of this thing called life so that we can beat the odds? Teresa? Well, I, I, I'm pondering the question as you ask. Um, I, I think the most important challenge, is, there are two, fold, two things that I think are critical. Number one is never to give up, of course. And number two is to ensure that you're doing everything when it comes to whether it's a goal, um, whether it's to start your own business, to write a book, to buy a new home, to buy a car, whatever you desire is that you make sure that you've, you've utilized all of the things that you know within you to do. 
um, yeah. so that there are no excuses, it, you know, period. You just continue to be, to work whatever it is in you to do, re, whatever the goal may be. Yeah, Never and you know, <laughs> going back to the show that we did two weeks ago with Mr. Moore, uh-huh. um, there was something that, well, most of the conversation was just so profound. I mean, he it was just an awesome interview. Uh, but one thing in particular really, really stuck out for me, and we didn't have a chance to really um, elaborate too much on it, but it was when he was telling his story and he came to his aha moment. Uh-huh. Um, which I like to call the aha moment. And um, as a matter of fact, I dedicated a whole chapter talking about the aha moment in my book. But the discovery of self, that moment when you discover yourself, your knowing. And it wasn't until, you know, he was uh, at school, Penn State as a matter of fact, and um, here he was, you know, the the son of uh, a father who was illiterate, Um, and worked very, very hard, um, and a mother also that worked very hard. And actually he said his his mother taught his father how to read, Mm -hmm. but he never knew that his dad didn't know how to read. So here he is, you know, he, he's one of the uh, the few um, African-Americans that had an opportunity to go to a school like Penn State back in the 50s. And um, he, at one some point in his life, he didn't know if that was really where he wanted to be and what he wanted to do because he said that as he was walking around in day to day, you know, he was the only one he saw with his skin color. You know, so there was very few people there for him to relate to, um, and it was very difficult, the challenges that he faced, even though he was on the football team there. You know, there were a lot of challenges that he had to face and overcome. So he got to the point where at one, you know, at one point he just didn't want to be there anymore, and he started allowing his grades to slip, um, and they slipped so far to the point where he didn't have to make a decision anymore because he was let go. <laughs> you know, he said, I found myself one day walking around outside, and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, what am I here for? What am I doing here? What What is my purpose? Yes. And it wasn't yes. until the ball started rolling in another direction because it was at that, that point in that moment when he asked that question. Yes. And it wasn't until he asked that question that things started to unfold in his life that was leading him to the discovery of self and leading him to his aha moment. Go ahead. Right. Now, that question, Lisa, I want to ask you a question related to what he said. Do you think that question came about because he was about to lose everything or do you think it was more um, a soul-searching or God-ordained that this is your destiny? It's kind of like knowing that it was a God-given destiny that it come about, or do you think it came about when he realized how much he was risking or losing and being given well, a unique opportunity? Well, I believe because he was soul-searching. Um, okay. And it wasn't until everything was taken away from him that mm-hmm. he started realizing what it was he was missing. And he mm-hmm. didn't realize it until it had been taken away. And then mm-hmm. he was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. You know, because of the, remember what he said when he said the biggest thing for him was he was ashamed and embarrassed because he didn't want to tell his, he didn't want to tell his family. He didn't want to yeah, tell his mother exactly. and father that he was no longer at school. And right. um, so then the service was looking at him. He was, uh, you know, went to get tested to go into the service. And it wasn't until the coaches and one of them being um, oh, um, the coach at Penn State that just passed away. Joe, Joe, Joe Paterno. Yes, Joe, Joe Paterno. Um, it wasn't until Joe Paterno, you know, called him and, you know, and said, look, you need to come and see us right now. So it's like right. that ram in the bush that we've talked about before. God always has yeah. a ram in the bush for us. We don't see it. We don't know it, but it's there. Yeah. So I think, you know, it, it, it all started, it all snowballed because he was desperate. 
number one, without a desperation. Mm-hmm. And number mm-hmm. two, he was searching for his purpose. Yes, yes. Because I assume, you know, you look at someone as great as Lenny Moore, you think that, you know, from the time he was pushed out of the womb, he was very clear on where he was to go. But, you know, what I realized is that there was no pathway or there was no one who really looked like him who had blazed the path in exactly. this particular area. So it was very exactly. difficult to have this kind of belief that, yeah, you know, this could really turn or pan into something. Yeah. And so yeah. he did mention, and I remember recalling him saying that, you know, he just prayed about about it, and God, yeah. like you said, just kind of had that ram in the bush for him, and he was able to really walk in, in, in what we now can see was his true destiny. Exactly, and the, and you know what? This is so eye-opening um, for a lot of people because, Teresa, if you notice, a lot of people who are, you know, quote-unquote greats, you know, those mm-hmm. who have been placed in the Hall of Fame or those who have uh-huh. been um, or, or their names are in, uh, have gone down in history, you know, who mm-hmm. have done extraordinary things, you know, they mm-hmm. don't even know how extraordinary they're going to be down the road. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, they just know yeah. that they have this gift or this talent at something, and they're very good at it. But then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know, what do I do with all of this talent? You know, you don't see mm-hmm. anything happening because, you know, we're looking for things to happen ASAP. You know, mm-hmm. now we're living in a, such a microwave world where everything is at our fingertips and you can get information mm-hmm. in a nanosecond, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. life does not work like that. And for right. him, especially back in, in, in those days, um, for him to have overcome the challenges that he had to face because of the color of his skin were just phenomenal. And it wasn't, yeah. again, until that he had coaches there at that school that yeah. saw yeah. the extraordinary ability that mm-hmm. he had within himself mm-hmm. that gave him an opportunity to continue to be as great as he was because he had somebody to believe in him. Yeah, and that yeah. person and, had, and that belief, and because they believed in him, it caused him to start believing in himself. Believing in himself. Yes, and the other piece of it is that, and this is, um, it's funny we just, we're doing this show today because I, once in a while, and I always tell people there is sometimes I can feel or hear messages from God, and, and God speaks to all of us in very different ways. But this morning I had this dream, and the dream was about, for, for anyone out there, and I, and I assume it's for someone because I don't always get these type of dreams where they're so overwhelming that you, that you just feel like you, there's something, there's a special significance to it. But mm-hmm. specifically it was this guy who was kind of like had this, this uh, alcoholism or drank a lot and was losing hope in life. And, and then I can recall hearing God say, despite the hope that may seem lost, that whatever it is that you desire, if you if you are steadfast and you fate not, it will mm. come to pass. Mm, 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 and that mm. was the message. And so and then when I read Lisa, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is the power of God intervening in our lives through so many different people like the Joe Paternals of the world and mm-hmm. everyone else. What, how it can magnify in us when we listen or someone is around to help us for such a time as this. But then when I read through, again, the blog radio, sometimes I don't get the, the piece of what we're discussing, and you talked about never giving up and always hanging in there. It just brought to mind this dream. And so I feel very strongly that there's someone out there who really is feeling despondent, is really feeling like, you know, I don't know if it's a drug abuse or alcoholism, but they're feeling like I'm not pushing through or I'm not making it, and I know I have this addiction, but I really feel that if we just hold on and as you mentioned in the show and never give up, that God will cause that favor to come across and in our lives and and change us. And the change I'm feeling is not going to be like a change where you've got to wait a year and a year or two. And it was a prophecy for a new house. It was a, yeah. a prophecy for financial favor. It yeah. was a, a prophecy for business. It was like, don't fret, don't worry, regardless of wherever you are, to just hang in there because it's going to happen, as we like to say, Lisa, suddenly. 
<laughs> yes, the suddenlies. Yes, I love the suddenlies. Um, yes. And I encourage anybody who doesn't know about suddenly, you know, mm-hmm. go and pull out your Bible and just start mm-hmm. to highlight and count how many times the word suddenly appears in the Bible. It's just absolutely, it blew my mind um, mm-hmm. because that's how things happen. If you faint not, you've got yeah. to continue to stay on that path because let me tell you, li- again, like I said in the beginning, life will continue to happen. And you know as you were saying that, there's another message I'm just feeling in my spirit right mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. For there's, there's someone out there, or they may, there may be several people out there that are listening in, and you've had the thought of taking your own life. You've had the thought of suicide. You've had the thought of, you know, why should I, you know, why should I stay here? Why should I, you know, remain? Um, life is too hard. I'm not going to be missed. You know, I just can't take it anymore. Um, I just can't do this anymore. But I'm, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Those thoughts that you may be having, if you are having thoughts about suicide, uh, those thoughts are tricks to get you to stop trying to get what God has for you. Yeah. Evidently, there's something in your life that you are trying to obtain that is is so awesome, and it it involves helping other people. Um, And when we set out to enlighten, to empower, to inspire others, there are always going to be bricks <laughs> and yeah. bo- and boulders, you know, yeah. thrown in our path to stop us from doing that and to stop us from obtaining those things that we want in our own lives. But all yeah. of that stuff is is just if you just know that you know that you know that all of yeah. that is not really real. It seems like it is. Yes, your yeah. current circumstances that you're in, yes, that is their real circumstances. But at the yeah. same time, if you just hold on, those circumstances yeah. will turn themselves around because that because he who is in the because you because you you are in the world but there's something greater than you that's right. out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you allow that thing that is greater than you, the higher power, to just come in and if you just ask, that higher power will lift you up so high and it will have your back through every single one of those circumstances. Yeah, and related to that, and Lisa, thank you for releasing that because as soon as you mention it, I could just feel the spirit of God moving and that person's life and just feeling overwhelmed. But related to that, there is um, uh, a scripture, and it it says, whatever things are good, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of a good report, think Mm -hmm. on these things. And the reason why I say that is because just like we've always said, you know, people will look at people and like yourself, Lisa, who have done so well, and they'll say, wow, you don't have a problem in the world or care in the world. But mm-hmm. you, all of us have the same challenges, myself Oh, my gosh. And yeah. one of the lessons I had to learn while I was in Myrtle Beach, I went to Myrtle Beach with my family, and we always have this certain amount of money that we want to have. And when it doesn't pan out in the way that we want it to, we just start to have a, a, a mental meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it comes yeah. to finances, we'll just totally melt. And yeah. one of the things I was challenged with is, what do you, okay, yeah, you, you've been presented with these set of circumstances, but how are you going to deal with it and right. handle it? Are you right. going to sit here and moan and groan and say, woe is me, or are you going to change how you think? And exactly. for the very first time in a long time, I said to myself, you know what, that's right, I am going to change my attitude, I'm going to uh, be more of a servant, and helping anyone who comes across my path. And Mm -hmm. more importantly, I am going to think positive about the set of financial circumstances that I was presented with. And what happens is your mind creates the monster. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) You go into creating like, oh, I probably won't be able to get this, or it's going to be like this. And that's Mm -hmm. why Christ spoke so much about anxiety and stress and worry. He said you can't change anything anyway. 
So it's right. like a, it doesn't even make sense to worry. And so, but this time, sometimes what I tell people is that, yeah, we don't, you don't worry, but what do you replace that negative thought with? Exactly. What do you replace that anxiety with? What do you right. replace with? And Paul does a wonderful job of saying, replace it with good thoughts. And yeah. I did that, and I can tell you that even though the circumstance was a challenge, it could have really snowballed into being a major issue, and it did not. And so yeah. I believe it was because I made a con- conscious decision to switch how I was thinking. And as yeah. we talk yeah. about the challenges, the negative things, and you're right, Lisa, that as we move into what God has ordained for us, we've got to remember that it's not only about us. It's right. about others. Because That's how right. many of us have been touched by a powerful, just like um, – uh, Lenny Moore, how many of us have been touched by a powerful person's story? Mm-hmm. And they can mm-hmm. only tell that story if they went through and they kept standing. And oh my God. that's what we have to remember as we're proceeding. Yeah. And sometimes we get and we say, oh, I'm hurt or I'm going through this. But think about if you come through, what yeah. difference is going to make to your brother, your sister, your friend, maybe yeah. there are a number of people who are so successful that they speak to millions of people a day. You know, exactly. what, what if Oprah had given up on her dream and said, forget about it? Think about exactly. the number of people, lives would not have been changed for the better. And so that's exactly. the other challenge as we push through toward our goal when it, it just seems so overwhelming, just like in the Lenny Moore story, we really have to think about somebody other than ourselves. And you know what, That's you're so right, um, Teresa, and it reminds me of another thing that he said that was so profound, the thing that kept him going, mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing mm-hmm. that kept him going. I, thought, I just thought this was so phenomenal, especially for the older folks who um, who remember uh, watching him play, um, who, mm-hmm. who went to Memorial Stadium to see the games or the Colts, you know, play. And he said that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, one of the things that kept him going, the thing that kept him going was his God and his belief yeah. and his faith. And he had a small miniature Bible, a small mm-hmm. miniature Bible that he put in the right uh, leg um, um, pad, knee pad, and he said that when he was out on the field or before he went out or he's standing on the sidelines, he would always just tap, especially when he got nervous or, you know, mm-hmm. he just needed, you know, just to feel that, that comfort. And every time he would tap that pad, he, that Bible was there, and that gave him the strength and the courage to continue to go out on that field yeah. um, time after time and to score those touchdowns and, and to do what he had to do. Um, even when he was off the field, you know, a lot of times he couldn't travel with the team. He couldn't go, yeah. to, you know, stay at the same hotels with the team. He couldn't even party with the teams a lot of times. Yeah. But you know what? He continued to tap that Bible, he said, and I just continued to believe. And I just, you know, and he said, another thing he said, too, was when he talked to Jackie Robinson, uh, which just blows my mind that, you know, he talked to Jackie Robinson. But, you know, he said they were friends. (laughs) And he's like, you know, he said, Jackie, he said, man, how do you do it? He said, how do you do it? He said, you know, at least I have uh, five other, you know, uh, uh, people of color on my team. He said, but there's only one of you. You're the only one. How do you do it? And he said the answer, you know, the answer was really the same answer that Lenny came up with was, he said, man, he said, God. He said, that's the only way I can survive this because they would get death threats, you know. Both of them, if you go out on that field, Mm -hmm. you know, if you Mm -hmm. score a touchdown, we're going to kill you. I mean, they got Mm -hmm. death threats, not just Mm -hmm. once or twice, Mm -hmm. but constantly. Now, you tell me to go on to continue to be the greatest at what they do. Now, if that's mm-hmm. not against all odds, I don't know what is. Right. And I and I think in addition to that, as we move past the election uh, month into December, we can really say that about President Obama. Exactly. That there's that tenacious <clears throat> spirit that you have to have where yeah. you have to be. And I believe that the reason why he's able to resonate with the American public is that people honestly believe he cares, and he, yeah. and that is his focus. I believe that yeah. if he was just out for, surely he he is ambitious to a degree. But if he was totally selfish in his ambition, you cannot reach people in the way that he's That's able right. to reach them. He's That's able right. to reach them because he cares. He remembers when his mother didn't have 
or the proper health care. You right. know, so all of these things that he fights for, and that's why it's so important that whatever we believe, and just like you said about the person out there who is trying to help people, that they are able to push past their own pain, their own anxiety, and yeah. to see the end being, you know, a real change that is truly going to help someone. And, you know, um, Teresa, <laughs> talking about pushing through pain, I mean, I know that we can both relate to that, um, and especially, you know, just when you're in pain at the time, it's hard to think positively. But let me tell you, if this is, this for me, this is how I do it. You know, if I come to a point in my life where um, I, I'm just feeling, you know, bluesy or, you know, I'm, I'm going through the pity party, you know, what I have to remind myself to do is to stop and just as easily as that negative thought dropped into my spirit or dropped into my brain, I can take that negative spe- negative thought and I can think of something good. Um, yeah. And I yeah. can I, what I do, what I've learned how to do is, because I know that, that gratitude is just yeah. really, it conquers yeah. so much. And oh, I wow. start to yeah. think about the things that I have to be grateful oh, for, wow. you know, just the things in my life alone, the people in my life that are surrounded me or that mm-hmm. love me and that help and to undergird me and my family, that alone mm-hmm. just blows me out the water. And then wow. it just starts to elevate that negative thought, mm-hmm. that thing, that mm-hmm. ego thing, that just starts to kind yeah. of slide to the And the more and yeah. more I think about things that I'm grateful for, the more I'm grateful about, the more things I have grateful for start to take its place. And the next thing you know, you have risen up out of that place of negativity, out of that place of self-doubt. And for those out there who are listening, like I said before, that may have even these thoughts of how you just don't want to be here anymore, this is what I I have to say to you. You have, think about your family members. Mm -hmm. There are people in your life that love you. They love you. And if you take your life, if you check out, Mm -hmm. then you're leaving them behind to grieve and to mourn and to be heartbroken. Mm -hmm. And they will never, ever, ever be able to overcome that or to forget that. Mm -hmm. So go to the people. There's somebody in your life that loves you enough to say to you, baby, don't go. I love you. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Talk to me. I'm here to help. Yeah. So I just encourage anybody who's out there who's depressed, who's going through trials, which we're all going to go through. Girl, look, okay, just last week, mm-hmm. my husband and mm-hmm. I, we were hit from one end to the spectrum of the mm-hmm. to the other. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. They just kept coming mm-hmm. and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know what? That's a part of life. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. are you going to carry it? Yeah. And typically when those things I have, because, you know, you go through so many things that when things happen to you in succession like that, and if you stay sure-footed and hold on, then a mighty blessing is going to come your way. That's been my experience. And it is that way because, like I like I said, as we move closer and closer into, and I'm reading, I'm a big biography reader, I'm reading the Rick Warren story right now, and I'm telling you, when you hear about his lifestyle and what he had to go through, you would think, gosh, man, just you should have just stopped right where you were. But he, the only thing that kept him through was his vision, and once he started taking his vision and putting it in God's hand and really leaving it there, saying, you know what? You said for me to have this vision, and you see what's happening. And so he got hit with a series of just traumatic after traumatic events, Mm -hmm. particularly when he started to purchase land for the 20,000-plus church that he he has. And it was one land deal fail after the, the next and another one and another one. But in the end, he ended up getting the land that he wanted for a lot less because mm-hmm. of his faithfulness. Mhm, mhm. Mhm. And you know what? I've I've learned um that the bigger your goal or the bigger your dream, <laughs> the bigger the trials are going to be. You're you right ever realize that? that? 
Mm-hmm. It's like the mm-hmm. bigger your dreams, yeah. Their the, their trials are going to be huge. I'm not even going to exactly. joke. I mean, it's it's just. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to push through, yeah. because right on the other side is when that miracle, where that miracle is. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, on yeah. the other side, if you just hold on, if you just yeah. continue to walk and believe that what you are yeah. doing is what you were called to do, that miracle is right there. Now, the book, Lisa, I think that you had me to read about the purpose. What Was that purpose? That wasn't the purpose-driven life. It was another book about goals and in the land of the desert land. I can't think of it. Oh, oh yes, The Dream Maker. The Dream Maker. That book uh-huh. is so appropriate for anyone out there. Please, please get it. I can't think of the author's name. Bruce Wilkerson. When, yeah, yeah. When you're going through a dry spell and you're just, like, trying to figure out what it is, I would highly recommend that book as a uh. way to help uh, get the backdrop against what you're going through. And yeah. related to that, when you go through things, and I always tell those in the Making It Happen group, when I talk to people, they'll tell me a story as if they're the only ones going through it. And I'll say to right. them, look, we've got about four or five people going through the same thing right now. Yeah. So yeah. we need to learn not to be, not to isolate ourselves and to find yeah. what I call good friends and good fellowship so that you, they can pray for you, number one, and they can help guide and direct you with the right yeah. thinking and the right process. Yeah, because so many times, Teresa, we um, our egos just are so huge, and we don't even realize that that's what it is. We don't realize yeah. that it's ego, but it is yeah. ego because we yeah. don't want anybody thinking that we're in need, that we don't have it going on, that I've got this and that this. No, no, let me tell you something. If you're human, you're going to go through, or you're, and you're probably already going through, okay? No one is exempt. <laughs> from going through the fire. You just aren't. Mm-hmm. We all have to go through the fire. But you know what? If you start to open up, and, and of course you can't tell everybody your business, but I'm yeah. quite sure you yeah. have one or two. And then you need to find groups, uh, like the Making It Happen group, for example. You know, we have that group is phenomenal, Teresa. Our Making yeah. It Happen group, when we meet once a month, every third Saturday, you know, we get together, and it's it's just so pop- People don't want to leave. You know, we get there at 4, yeah. and the next thing you know, three or four hours have passed. And we're like, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello, guys, it's it's time to go. And <laughs> even though we end the meeting, people are still hovering around uh-huh. because yeah. of the positive synergy that's yeah. created within yeah. that group. And we realize yeah. that no man is an island. I don't care who yeah. you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you don't yeah. have a yeah. great support system, then it's, yeah. it's tougher. It's easier mm-hmm. to have a support system to go through the fire than to go through it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes we have to be constantly reminded that you are not alone. I can t- I can share some stories with you now, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know about yeah. going through. And the thing yeah. is, even with this particular, even with this show, for example, mm-hmm. we've been doing this mm-hmm. show now since April, okay? Um, and I enjoy it. I'm passionate mm-hmm. about it. I love to do it, and it's something that just comes so easy and natural to me. And it's like I've come full circle, and we've talked about that before as well. But you know, I, I, I'm really expecting great things to come from this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm expecting great things. Now, do, does it happen overnight? No, but you have constantly got to continue to walk in that thing, walk in your gift, walk in your passion, and walk in your yeah. calling. And if yeah. you do that, if you walk and not faint, what? What's the scripture say? But those that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Okay? You shall mount up with wings like eagles. That is the truth. It will happen to you because you have not quit. Yes. And what I like to tell people, too, and this this for me was a revelation, is that God created us in his image, right? So we are, and I know people cringe when they hear me say this, but I feel it. God created us in every way, shape, and form to be just like him. So that's why you see people who don't know God succeeding because they are believing in the essence of who they are, 
whether, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, a personal belief that God has given us wisdom. He's given us the ability to manifest or to make plain that we can see with the naked eye things that don't exist, like the airplane, like the train. Exactly. We have that capability as creators. And so yeah. I always say that man is already great, even if without God in his life. He's, a, he's great. But in my opinion, when you do have God in your life, it's just it's it's just out of it's like out of limits. And many times yeah. when you hear about people like Einstein or great inventors, you always hear that they had just come to the end of their roots and said a prayer, and then out of it was like a miracle. God yep. showed them a, a link or something, and that was how they were able to create. So it's yep. so so important that we realize that we are. You know, regardless of your belief, God created us to be great, and we exactly. have to walk in that, that 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 belief and know it for ourselves, know it to be yeah. true. It's the knowing. It's the knowing. Yeah. And I encourage everyone: um, if you don't know, if you are struggling in an area in your life, if you are seeking something, uh, especially if you're seeking that purpose, you don't know yet what that purpose is, what that thing is, stop and ask. (laughs) Just simply ask. You know, ask the higher power, show me what it is I'm supposed to do. And I guarantee you, you will get an answer. You will get an answer. Yeah, yeah. You will get an answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm answer, think, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, and the answer won't take like a year to get either. You'll get it no. fairly quickly. It won't be like yeah. you have to wait forever to get an answer. Yeah. I have a section in my book. Um, I don't remember exactly which chapter it's in, but I'm going to share this story with you. Um, a friend of mine uh she was, a few years ago, she was going through um, her and her husband and her daughter, and they were going through um, a financial crunch, okay, which I'm quite sure a whole lot of us can relate to that. But she was going through, and it got, had gotten to the point where they were about to be evicted from their apartment. And um, she's such, a, I mean, you know, a wonderful, wonderful person, Um And, you know, these things can happen to anybody, okay? None of us are exempt from things like that happening. So she was about to get evicted. They were about to get evicted, and her husband's job, you know, uh, this was when the layoff was, you know, people were laying off jobs pretty heavily, um, and it looked like he was about to get laid off from his job. You know, she has a little daughter. I think at the time she was in uh, either, she was in elementary school, like uh, first or second grade or something. So anyway, um, you know, and I, you know, we talked, and I, I was trying to, you know, help and, and encourage her, and um, then as as well as helping to encourage, you know, I got on the phone um, to everybody that I knew that that I thought could help, you know, to make some phone calls for her. And she said to me one day, I remember, you know, I just gotten off the phone with her, and she was at her wit's end, and I, I got finished praying with her, and I said, look. You've got to keep the faith. I said, God did not bring you this far to leave. You trust and believe. I said, you've got yeah. to know. So, you know, I went in, you know, over on and on with her. Um, and when I got off the phone, I, again, I prayed again. And then about maybe no longer, it couldn't, I know two hours had not passed, but she called me back, and she was in tears. And she said, Lisa, you'll never guess what just happened. And I said, what? She said, when I got off the phone with you, I just threw my hands up in the air and I just asked God, you know, I just said, God, I can't do this anymore. I said, I, I turn it all over to you. I, I don't know what to do. I give up. I just need you to take over. I need you to step in because I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answers. So she said, and as no sooner than I did that, the phone rang. And it was a a friend of hers that she had not heard from in years, Teresa. This person calls her out of the clear blue, and and they start to talk, just to chat. And she was like, well, how are you doing, and so on and so forth. And she said, I'm I'm getting ready to say the girl's name, but anyway, she said, I opened up and I shared with her a little bit about what I was going through, and I told her that, you know, we're about to be evicted, and I've got to be out by such and such a date, and I don't have anywhere to go. And the girl, the woman that called her said, guess what? 
She said, I have a place for you. Because she, she was a real estate agent. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She was a real estate agent. Wow. And she said, wow. I have a place for you. She wow. said, the place, I have this house that just went on the market, and they're looking for renters. It's a uh, like a three- or four-bedroom, two-story house. Mm-hmm. Beautiful house. Now they're going from an apartment, two bedroom apartment, <laughs> to a three, four, two story uh, room house. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know backyard, you know parking pad, the whole nine yards. And she said, and she said, well, that would be great. She said, but how much, you know, would, or, you know, do you think they would want? And so she mm-hmm. said, this is what the rent is. Well, girl, the rent was even cheaper than yeah, where she was at the right. moment. <laughs> and she said, well, do you think, she said, you know, she told you to call the lady's name. She said, look, if you want it, it's yours because I wow. know you, I can vouch for you, and they're, yeah. they, you know, they're about to move out like within the next couple of days. If you want yeah. it, it's yours. Well, girl, okay, so she got off the phone with her, and uh-huh. then as soon as she hung up with her, her husband called. He called from the job. He was he he was so out of breath and so excitable. She was like, well, you know, she said, I didn't know what was wrong with him. I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, what now? She said, mm-hmm. Lisa, he calls me to tell me you're never going to believe this. And I had to calm him down just so that I could understand what he was saying. There was a person on the job that they had to let go, right, mm-hmm. on his job. Mm-hmm. Now, the job, the position that the man had was higher than where he was, mm-hmm. paid more money. So when they let that person go, he went in, he just got the nerve, you know, and the, and the, and the courage to go in <laughs> to talk to his boss to see if he mm-hmm. could have that position. And do you know that they gave him that position with a wow. pay raise? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm not that making is this stuff up. Yeah. So when she called story. me back to share that with me, I said, please, wow. can I put your story in my book? Because wow. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. When you, yeah. we have to stop thinking that we are in control. <laughs> we yeah. ain't in control of nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in control of absolutely nothing. And when you stop, when you relinquish that control that you think you have <laughs> over your situations and you turn that thing over, Stand back. Yeah. And yeah, watch. That's an awesome story. That's an awesome Girl, story. I cried. I just started mm-hmm. crying. I was like, oh, my God. I was crying because I was happy for her and because mm-hmm. I just knew. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful. And I just kept thanking God over and over and over again. And now there's not a time that goes by. Sure, life still gets in the way. Life still happens. But yeah. now she's able to, you know, when we talk, you know, she's able to now remember that time right there, <laughs> mm-hmm. go back to that time, mm-hmm. and remember how God had that ram in the Turn bush for you. Yeah. This, this woman called her out the clear blue, Teresa, and she mm-hmm. was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that and just goes to show you against all odds. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't until she surrendered her will. That's right. A lot of us get caught up, and we just don't sometimes surrender. You know that's what right. I mean? Or yeah. we're just still trying to hold on and trying to figure out. That's why I said whenever you start trying to get, when that anxiety and stress comes, change the mm. thought. Change mm. it. Change it. Cause that's you have to. That is the key to unlocking yeah. your future. Is yeah. when you change your attitude, and that's why in the Bible, all God talked and Christ talked about was faith, 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 yeah. faith. Because yeah, go and underline that and see how many times yeah. you see that yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> yes, faith, faith, faith. Yeah. Even if it's uh, what we consider a small amount of faith, we've got to have it. And now that I've learned in reading, it says that you can ask anything, but when you ask, you've got to believe that you've received it. That's, right. That's also the key. Don't just ask, but ask yeah. what you want and then believe. I already got it. I already got my house. Yep. I already yep. got my car. I already yep. got a successful business that yeah. needs $30 million, yeah. uh, you know, or how, whatever it is you want. 
Yeah. It's a faith, faith um, the size of a mustard seed. We did that show, what, a couple of weeks ago? Well, yeah. in the month yeah. of November. Yeah. But all it yeah. takes is an end a mustard seed is a very, very tiny little thing. <laughs> That's all it takes is the faith the size of a mustard seed, and it can actually, you can speak to any situation in your life. But, Teresa, that's the key right there. And, you know, that's that point of um, Mr. Moore, you know, when yeah. he was walking around campus and he uh-huh. surrendered. It was a moment of surrender for him. Yeah, yeah. It was a moment of surrender, and that moment that he surrendered, you know, the ball started rolling. You know, the the, the, the universe started swirling, you know, yeah. it was just swirling. Yeah. He was in the vortex of this big swirling yeah. this thing, and he didn't even understand what was going on, you know, from mm-hmm. being uh, uh, enlisted, you know, about to be enlisted mm-hmm. in the service. Mm-hmm. He even went and got, um, you know, the medical thing done and all of that. Yeah. It was just swirling and swirling and swirling, but it was at the moment that he surrendered mm-hmm. and asked mm-hmm. the question mm-hmm. that the ball started to move. Oh, that's powerful, Lisa. That's just so powerful. And it doesn't just happen for the Lenny Moores of the world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen mm-hmm. for the Oprahs and the Barack Obamas mm-hmm. of the world. It happens for each and every single mm-hmm. one of us. Yes, yes, it does. It does. It really if does. If you just believe, yes, yes. there are odds. Yes. The odds, if you stop and you look at it, the odds do seem like they are against you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There is something so much greater than any odd. Yeah. <laughs> there is just so much. And, and the thing yeah. for me, and I know that you can relate to this, is that, you know, we are going to sometimes fall down. Mm-hmm. We're not super women or super men. You know, we're not the superhero, you know, but... The thing is, the beauty is that the sooner you feel yourself falling and slipping, you can pick yourself back up just like that. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't God good? He is. He really is. (laughs) He really is, and it's just so powerful uh, when you're walking hand in hand and you are living out your destiny. And I always tell people, be honest. Be yeah. honest about everything about you. When you That's the beauty is when you come to God, you can just lay it all out on the table. You're good, yeah. you're bad, and he gives us grace to the mercy that he has for us. We don't have to pretend to be anything. You know what I mean? Or exactly. feel like we have to say a thousand Hail Marys. It's not necessary when we really lay lay it out on the line for him. He always looks out for us, always. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about my life and uh, mm-hmm. the things that I'm looking forward to in my future um, and mm-hmm. some of the people that are my mentors that they don't even know they're my mentors yet, you know. <laughs> um, and you heard me say yet yes, because yes, yes, I yes. believe that one day and one day soon it's going to happen suddenly that I yes. am going to be uh, right on the stage right next to them, you know, um, yeah. and, and, in, and and walking in those circles um, and, uh, you know, working on the movie that, uh, that I'm working on the script for. I mean, just all the things that I want yeah. are yeah. going yeah. to manifest. Exactly. And, the, and just like I'm believing in my manifestations, uh-huh. you should be believing in yours. Yes, yes, and knowing it and putting it on paper. <laughs> exactly. What you date, write it down and make it plain and put and it on paper it and keep it. And that was the piece about Rick Warren that I found so interesting is that his vision of his church, of him having a church of non-church folks would be 20,000. That was his vision. He did everything else but that vision. He always let his, his, his congregation know he never lost sight of that vision. And if right. we keep that in mind, we'll, it, we'll, we'll be able to, as, as, as Christ said, move mountains. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's it. that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I will leave you with this. 
Not everybody can be a pro athlete or a champion race car driver, an author, a designer, or a musician. But the thing that we all have in common is the will to try to be the best at whatever it is that we're passionate about. It could be that your passion lies with being the best mom or the best dad that you can be. Or if you're a janitor, taking pride in keeping that building uh, sparkling and, and putting that extra shine on the floor for people to admire. Whatever it is, you have it in you to give it all that you've got. And when you do that, the universe opens up and makes a way for you to continue to do <clears throat> exactly what you want to do. You may not be recognized by the world, but you are recognized by the people in your world. When you hear someone say thank you, two simple but very welcoming words, they go a long way. When people recognize you and admire your work and appreciate you for doing an excellent job, that also goes a long way in making you feel special. Everybody wants to feel special every now and then. And if you just go the extra mile to not only being the best you that you can be, but also by being a blessing to someone else, because when blessings go out, more blessings come back to you. And when you are the recipient of a blessing, please pay it forward. Return that blessing to someone else who may be in need. And when you do that, you are already a winner and beating the odds because you are not allowing your present circumstances to cancel out your future possibilities. So it's time for the pity party to end because in spite of the odds, you are already a winner. So that concludes our show for this evening. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. Shout out to my Facebook family and friends who are always loving and supporting me. And also uh, just to, to you, Teresa Hamilton, for joining us again and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us because knowledge is power. And when we yeah. know better, we do better. So thank you, my sister. I love and appreciate yeah, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Please tune in next week, December 10th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. Download us for free on iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 your mission if you choose to accept it is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation seek god and learn how to love yourself first because after all you owe it to yourself to know yourself once again i'm lisa m saunders and thank you for tuning in to blog talk radios a date with destiny and I'm so looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.